Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Also, follow us everywhere on social at DIY Money Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the video on YouTube. We've got some awesome bonus content there. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Daniel here with Logan. Quint's out today. He is out. He's out of here. Yeah. So I got Logan, which is going to be fun because we got some, well, one really good question today. We always mess that up because we (laughs) record two in one day, but you actually only hear one episode at a time, but it's two for us. So it it gets awkward. We always slip. If, If they paid attention at home, they've realized... That we almost we always, always say, up. like, we've yeah. got great questions today, <laughs> and yet there's only one per episode. So, yeah, conundrum of the universe on how that works. You just blew my mind. <laughs> so what's going on in your world today? Uh, well, it's not really fall here yet, but we're starting to get into the fall rhythms of life. We got Halloween decorations up. It's the first year we've done that. Oh. The kids want art. So we have neighbors on both sides of our house uh, go, like, crazy for Halloween. Okay. And I don't really decorate for anything because it's just like crap you have to buy. There will be no Halloween in this house. It's forbidden. Then you have to work to put it up and then you work to take it down and then you put it away. You don't decorate for any holidays? Not Christmas? Nothing? I mean, well, if I wasn't married, no. I would decorate <laughs> for Christmas. We got married. I'd started decorating for mm, Christmas because okay. it was in the contract of some sort. So how did you go about going Halloween? Oh, we did the, like the bare minimum. Okay. So, so you yeah, have like a couple spiders, the and nets on the cobwebs or something. Mm. I don't know. They just like they go to the dollar store and figure out what they want, and then we put it up. And do you have pumpkins or anything like that? Not yet. Do you have pumpkins? Well, we, my girlfriend and I, carved a pumpkin and put it out on her porch, and it died in like when did you four carve days, it? Five days. Um, Early October, so it was too. It was too early. It is early. October. I thought pumpkins lasted longer. They don't. Once you take the guts out, it's like a human. So like you take <laughs> the guts out, and then it's on life support, basically. Yeah, it was done quick. I mean, out of there. So it's when dead. are you going to get your pumpkins? I don't know. It is uh, still early October, mm-hmm. by the way. I don't know when did you do yours. <laughs> Uh, like the first day. Okay. It's still early October, and like you have to time this really precisely because otherwise that will happen. Uh, so not only do we have to coordinate getting a pumpkin at the right time, making sure it's somewhat fresh and not already rotting or whatever, uh, then figure out a good time to carve it with the kids and then set it out perfectly. So it doesn't start like molding and getting all gushy and look terrible until like two days after Halloween. Daniel is the only person I know that has the science of pumpkin carving down. There's people that like put, um, like preservative or something in their pumpkins. I think really, yeah. Like I think you can. Take the guts. Somebody's going to like say There's that. a whole field out there. <laughs> I'm sure. Somebody's going to be like, that's wrong. But I'm pretty sure that you can take like the guts out and then you can like put something in it. So it doesn't, because ours gets just like black mold and mm-hmm. nastiness. And then it like just disintegrates into a pile of goop. God, you're sick. Oh, good. We don't have neighbor kids that come and like <laughs> break them up. <laughs> when I was growing up, you pumpkins never lasted because everybody would destroy them. What neighborhood did you live in? It was up in the north. You were vicious to the pumpkins. Illinois. I guess maybe in the north, though, if it's colder, maybe they don't go as bad as they quick. don't go. Yeah. I mean, it gets like to 80 here sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I mean, it's 80 right now in October. 
that's that's probably why my pumpkins did not last long. Yeah, they don't. I think once you cut the guts out, they like cold. Anyhow, we have a question to get to at some (laughs) point. We do have a question, actually. Yeah, enough about pumpkin spice and pumpkins and Halloween. There's never enough. I love Halloween. Anyhow, roll the question. All right, so we have a long question today. Um, I forgot who's from. from. You tell me, you know this. I know. I looked at it before. Evan. Evan. I looked at it before I got on it, then I. We got on pumpkins, and I totally blanked. So from Evan. Evan has a question today. It's a long one, so bear with us, but it's a really good question about a specific topic. D-I-Y! What's up, guys? My name is Evan. I'm from Greenville, Tennessee. I'm 25 years old, uh, married, and we have three little girls. I started an exterior cleaning business about five years ago, and I've been working on it full-time for two years. Uh, we've seen a lot of growth this last year, and because of that, been able to take some extra income this year, which I'm excited about. By the end of the year, our Roth IRA will be maxed out, or we have an individual investment account for each of our three girls, and we'll have added 1200 to each of those accounts. And we want to set aside uh, some cash savings for a house that we are uh, looking forward to building in the next five years, as well as some other small goals that we have currently. And we are uh, also able to finish out our six-month emergency fund. We did that earlier this year. And the only debt we have is a $170 monthly payment for uh, three acres of land that we bought earlier this year. I'm the uh, owner-operator of the business, and I have a few friends who help me out as employees a few times a year. But next year, I am wanting to get three full-time employees to help grow the business even more. So my question that I have is about SEP IRAs. Um, I'd like to open another investment account that can be added to when we fill up our Roth every year. And I was doing some research on what other accounts I could open, and I saw that the SEP was available to me as a business owner. So what is different with the SEP versus a Roth? And uh, would do you think that would be a good option for me as we continue to invest and uh, watch the business grow? Thanks so much for taking my question. Really enjoy this show, and I look forward to hearing more. Thanks. Well, first of all, Evan Killing it. sent in a video question to us. Yeah. And he has Which a really cool setup for his video room. On the, or they can't see it on the podcast. They can't see it on the podcast, but you should definitely check out YouTube. Check out DIY Money on YouTube to see Evan and see his video question. He had an awesome Zoom setup, way cooler than mine. He had guitars in the background, looked like a rocker, all kinds of stuff. Nice. I like it. And he's crushing it on the DIY Money front. He absolutely is. It sounds like Saving he has like all his basic steps down for mm-hmm. sure. And he's really interested in a SEP IRA, a Simplified Employee Pension Plan. SEP. Yeah. Uh, Also seen as like a SEP IRA, which is S-E-P-I-R-A. But it's actually the um, the, the SEP part is what makes it what it is because that creates the sort of the retirement vehicle, which is the Simplified Employee Pension that allows you to basically have the limits that you do. So... Uh, typically, what we see with a SEP is it is primarily used by uh, sole proprietors, which is a a person who is like uh, employed by themselves, and there's no other employees, or like sort of mom and pop. And I don't mean that like I just mean that like uh, like a husband and wife or uh, two partners or something like that who are employed together, but they don't have like ten employees. Mm-hmm. And one of the main reasons for that is when you utilize uh, a SEP IRA uh, or a SEP plan, 
you have to contribute for all of your employees. They have to meet certain thresholds of length of time for employment and some other stuff. But generally speaking, uh, let's assume that everybody is <clears throat> full-time and maybe has worked there a while. Um, usually, uh, employers will use like the three-year rule, for instance. Mm-hmm. So once somebody's been there three years, then you have to contribute for them. So what that does is is if it's just you or say you and, and your spouse or partner that is um, working in the business, that's great because you can just save as much as you want for yourself up to the limits. But let's say you had 10 employees, it might cost you more to save for everybody else at your company than the savings that you get effectively. And the reason for that is, is because a SEP IRA is a employer-based savings plan. So traditionally, when you talk about, say, 401ks, employees contribute, and then there's a match that the employer gives, but the employees have to do something. Mm -hmm. The SEP IRA is not that way at all. Actually, the employer does all of it. It's like a like a more traditional pension that you see with like government employees or teachers or something like that, where the employer is putting the money in and um, the employees don't really have to do anything at all. But versus a normal, when you think about a normal pension where it's Mm going to be paying out over time, you're actually putting that in a form of an IRA. So you're putting it in an individual retirement account for, and, and like you mentioned, it's basically for employers that are by themselves or with a spouse that are putting money into their retirement funding. Typically how it's used because the employer will pick a percentage each year and that's a percentage of uh, the employer's salary, which then is the same percentage they have to use for their employees. So let's say the employer wants to contribute 10% of their salary. Well, then they have to contribute 10% of their, basically their entire payroll, everybody who qualifies um, for the plan. And so that can add up to a significant amount of money. However, if it's just you as an employer, uh, you're the only person that works in the business or again, you uh, or your spouse, and your spouse, then it's all going back to you. It's not a big deal. You get to deduct that as part of business expenses, basically. I'm not saying that 100% accurate, but it's okay. a deduction just like you would be doing it into your IRA. So it, it flows out of the uh, business profits, which helps and uh, basically lowers your income, just like contributing to an IRA would. Now, it is pre-tax money. Mm-hmm. So just like a traditional IRA. So that's different one, from the Roth. Yeah, very different from the Roth. It's a traditional IRA. So when you go to pull money out later, you're going to have to pay taxes on that. So that's one thing to keep in mind. But yeah, they can be very useful for uh, small businesses who are having like a good year or something like that. And they want to sock away a lot mm-hmm. and avoid, uh, not avoid, but you know, uh, minimize some of the taxes in the current year and defer those maybe to later. Uh, that's one strategy you see people using a lot. Uh, because you can choose the percentage on a year-by-year basis. So you yep. can do 25% of your income this year and 1% next year. There's no hard, fast rule. You have to commit to doing the same amount every single year. Yeah. Uh, and Evan kind of mentioned that he had some employees that worked for him part-time. Mm-hmm. So in his situation, even if you have part-time employees, how does that kind of work as far as using a SEP and the three-year rule that you mentioned? Yeah. So when you first open up your SEP, you're going to fill out what's called an adoption agreement. And that's adopting the actual plan. And in that, you will actually uh, pick within the parameters of what you're allowed, you'll pick basically the qualifications of who's eligible to participate in the plan and who's not. So whoever you're working with to open the account will give you that adoption agreement and you'll be able to actually see kind of like, okay, here's my choices. Now, uh, most business owners are going to like, go to the most restrictive, not because they don't want to hand out free money, but because it's just logical mm-hmm. um, to to have people stay as long as possible 
employed before they start contributing into the plan. So another thing, though, for Evan to consider is, is if he's not worried about taxes, he doesn't have to open up an IRA account to invest. He can just open up a taxable account. Like, I mean, he said he has taxable investing accounts for his daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, he can open a taxable investing account for himself, chalk some money in there, and invest in you know the same basic stuff that he would. So really, the only purpose for using something like the SEP IRA is you get the tax deduction and those earnings are growing tax deferred. So you're not paying taxes on things like dividends and interest mm-hmm. um, on a year to year basis. But if you opened up a taxable investing account and you know you you bought a say total stock market fund that paid out very little on a year to year basis, uh, the only time you'll ever pay you would pay significant taxes when you go to sell anything in there. And then you pay tap capital gains tax. So, you know, it's worth considering, do you really need to put it in an IRA or um, is that simple taxable account just as good? Yeah. Well, and I know it's kind of niche, niche, niche. Ooh, depends one on of, how cool you are. One of those words. Um, it's like finance. Yeah. Finance. Nobody says finance. <laughs> Who says that? Hello. My name's Forrest. Forrest Gump. It, I know that it's kind of specific, but when we're talking about small business owners that are looking at, hey, how can I incentivize myself mm-hmm. and incentivize my employees for a retirement plan, things like that. If Evan were to pick up a couple additional employees in the next year, full-time employees that would you know, hit this three-year rule, mm-hmm. what some other methods or plans can he use as a small business owner to provide some maybe retirement benefits for those employees. Yeah, I think one of the sort of the better plans that we more often see for small businesses is a what's called a simple IRA, um, and it works very similarly to a four hundred one k, not exactly, but somewhat similarly, except that it has much less administrative burden, which means it has um, it requires less money to kind of maintain. Mm. If you're just trying to set up a four hundred one k for your small business, you're going to run into significant not significant, but I mean, there's an expense there. Simple IRA, it's very low expense, and it's a very simple way that they do it, and which that's what keeps the expense low, is you have a couple different options, but the most popular option we see in small businesses is a small business will match up to 3% contribution of the employee. So the employees put in 3%, the employer puts in 3%, the employee can put in more, but the employer's maxed out at basically a 3% match mm-hmm. of each employee's income. It's a lot easier to kind of know going in uh, what to expect as far as the expense of that on a year-to-year basis. One of the reasons an employer may not like that is you are now committing to a 3% match every single year versus the SEP IRA that you can kind of choose, oh, we're going to do a contribution this year, not do a contribution next mm-hmm. year based on how business is. Okay. Makes sense. All right, Evan, thank you so much for a great question that you sent in to us. You're going to get a $25 gift card. Make sure that you, you know, if you want to send in a question, maybe send in a video question. Evan sent that in and he got bumped right up to the top. So send in some video questions to us the same way you would send in an audio question. Thank you all so much. Remember, the secret to success is live on less than you make, invest the rest, and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your questions aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get 
$25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.